Welcome back to the Everything Property Podcast. I have with me, he's no stranger to this show, the lovely, uh, very charismatic Stu Patterson from Cloud Canyon. Stu, welcome to the show, mate. Mate, thanks for having me again. What an intro. Yeah, that's it, man. I've got to give you a good intro. I've got to give you, I've got to pump you up. Look, I've brought you on today. We want to run through how being a guarantor works. Now, we're, we're at a really interesting time where wages aren't growing at the rate that interest rates are. Um, it's getting, and especially the lifestyle, a lot of younger people are living and the cost of living, inflation, all that kind of stuff. It's getting harder and harder for us to be able to earn and save up for a deposit. Now, one of the, for 10, 20% deposits. So one of the ways we can get around saving up um, such high deposits is by bringing a guarantor into the property deal. So if you can, from um, to try to bring up our audience and educate them, what is a guarantor? How do they, how do they work? Fair enough. So pretty much a guarantor, um, everyone kind of seems to know the word. I get a lot of clients that call up and say, uh, oh, you know, my mum's willing to be a guarantor, but not exactly understanding what that means. And where the guarantor comes in it fundamentally is they help you with your deposit by providing security, meaning that the bank will lend you more and lend you over, you know, their maximum borrowing benchmarks, whether it be 80%, 90%, um, they will lend you, you know, and often 100% of the purchase price plus any costs, so stamp duty and even conveyancing fees. So, so I can get, I can buy an investment property or maybe it's my PPR if my parent, like mum or dad goes guarantor yeah. and I can get a 100% loan. Absolutely. And the way that that um, with the 100% loan is, is treated is it's how they, the guarantor brings into how they securitize that. And, you know, rule of thumb, it's the property you're purchasing has 80% of your total borrowing linked to it and securitized by that. And then the other 20 plus costs, so it might be 22, 23% all up, uh, that's secured by your parents' property. So the family, the guarantor has a multitude of names between different lenders. You've got family pledge or parental guarantee, but mm-hmm. you know, the song remains the same. Okay, no, but it's good to know because um, people are, people might be going for a particular bank and not see the word, so well, absolutely. family pledge. Yep. Yeah, and, and effectively it's, it is the 100% loan. Um, you know, you've got to buy a car, 20 grand, the, the bank will lend you $20,000 for the car. You don't always need a deposit, but with you know, property, inherently you do need a deposit. So this is the way, really the only way to get a 100% loan. Okay, and so, you know, I'm going to buy a property, maybe I've got 5 or 7%. For this to work, the, the guarantor, so it's, it's generally only... Does it, it has to be related by blood? Uh, so usually, What's the uh, n- not always, no. So it's family. So in different banks, different policies like everything, but it's usually mum or dad. There has been, there's some that will let you lo- use grandparents, uh, brother or sister, but like stepmom and stepdad, that's fine. Usually the... Immediate you know, family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had one recently that you know, required a little bit of uh, curtailing and understanding what yeah. was going on because... A bit of the special stuff to get over the line, Yeah, you know? well, no, I mean, more from a more from a point of view that um, this guy wanted to use his mum and his stepdad, uh, his mum and his stepdad, right? Yep. Now, the stepdad and the mum had actually never married, but for 20 years it's been his stepdad. Yeah. And the property was only in his stepdad's name. So technically there was nothing actually no tying. Yeah, no connection. So that's where you can go to the bank um, and 
you, know, you, you kind of request credit to say, you know, look at this situation as it is unique and then they will kind of give you a green or red light from there. Okay. Is there a particular LVR, LVR loan to value ratio that my parents' um, property needs to be for majority of us that our parents, it's if it's the house you're living in with them or that they live in, they've owned it for, you know, Tw- 10, 15 years, yeah. it's, it's probably going to have a loan, uh, a, a small LVR on it. But is there a minimum or max, uh, probably, is there a minimum LVR that that property needs to have to be able to sec- so, use it as security? Yeah, okay. So great question. What what the bank wants to see is that there is enough for the 20% plus costs for the price of the property you're purchasing mm-hmm. in, their, in their equity but no more than 80%. Now, that might be a bit of a jumble, but um, to, to wrap it up... Yeah, give, us a, we've give got, us a figures example. Let's say your parents have a property worth a million bucks and they owe 300000 Well, the ba- And the property you're buying is a million dollars. So you effectively need enough to secure the 20%, 200000 plus the costs. Yeah, and you might be... Depending on where your stamp duty and stuff, especially if you're constructing, you're only going to be paying that on the land. So let's just say it's two thirty. Mm-hmm. So what the bank will do, they'll say, okay, we need to see that there's $230,000 in the parent's property. However, if we add that uh, $230,000, if we add that $230,000 on, it cannot go above 80. Go above 80. So if it was a million-dollar property that owed seven hundred, they'd say, okay, no, there's only a hundred thousand. There's equity of yep. three hundred if they sell it and liquidate it. Mm-hmm. A million, it owes seven hundred. There's three hundred thousand left, but accessible equity, Is there's only a hundred thousand. Yeah, so that's why we say, okay, look, it owes you know, the two three hundred hundred mark. We need to get two thirty out for our million dollar property. Yep. So all up, the parents are going to be at five thirty, five fifty, somewhere around there. So what we're going to say is, okay, 530 on their million-dollar property is 53%. So it's not anywhere near the 80. Great. So I've been thinking about it. I, I don't have enough money, um, the 10 or 20% required. So mum or dad's... Uh, have said to me they can go guarantee. The first thing we need to do, obviously get get them permission, they're okay to do it. Next is to check that the 20% of the property, 20, 25% of the property that you're purchasing, they have that in equity below 80% of the property value, as she was just mentioned. So if it's a million dollar property, um, anything up to 800K, so if you needed 200K, it needs to be $600,000 that the loan is or less. Um, And then you have... Uh, room for it. If it's above, obviously, then you can't use. It. Yeah, no, we don't want to be going yep. into um, you know mortgage insurance territory there, and that and that defeats the entire purchase, uh, the entire purpose of the purchase because we're there to mitigate mortgage insurance by mm-hmm. accessing the parental guarantee. So, the way that we ascertain. So that, I don't pay. I don't pay LMI if I've got no, a guarantor. No, because it gets treated as an eighty percent loan, and also your rates will get treated as if you have twenty percent. Okay. So there's a multitude of benefits, and often I have clients that come to me. And say, I actually, I actually didn't know that. So that's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, not that I need the help, but it's good for anyone listening out yeah, there to absolutely. know. Absolutely. So let's say you've got someone might come and say, hey, we've, we've saved up 100 grand. We've got just over 100 saved. We want to buy the million dollar property. Say, so, okay, well, you could do this, all right? We, you know, in first home buyers, there's, there's the you know, different episode for another day, but there's the government schemes that you might mm-hmm. be able to take advantage of, the, um, you know, first home loan deposit scheme where the government. Uh, guarantors you yep. so that you're effectively not paying mortgage insurance. But in those situations, I've said t- to clients, well, hey, do you have, even though you have your own deposit, and often 
um, you know, very proud people come and they're like, oh, no, I want to do it myself. I'm like, you still are. Mm. But if your parents give you the green light and are happy to guarantor, they're not guarantoring that entire 20%. It's only 10. But what you get out of that might be a $30,000 plus saving. Mm. Off on will be on a, LMI. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, do you want that? You're already going to have, you know, so much money swallowed up, you know, and evaporating into <laughs> fees such as stamp duty. Yeah. Um, do you really want to, you know, maybe lose the best part of sixty, seventy thousand dollars of of your deposit into mortgage insurance as well as stamp duty? If you can mitigate it, why not? And and let's think about it. If uh, if it takes you twelve months to save that extra thirty grand, um, and your parent and and you have to wait, think of what that that property is doing. Cost. Opportunity cost, baby, number one cost. Think of what that property is going to do in twelve months at a million bucks. It only needs to grow at thirty. Uh, three percent. No, a million bucks. It only needs to grow at five uh, percent. Yeah, five percent. Yeah, and then you've made well over it. Well, so property in the last seventy years of Australian property has has grown at six point eight percent annually on average. So you would say You'd, on average you're probably going to be able to perform. Okay, and I think within that one of the one of the other points that the parents. And the guarantor gets concerned with um, for an operation like this is oh, the bank's going to sell my house. The bank's going to sell my house. This has been my home of twenty yes, years. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm oh, I'm a guarantor for for life on this home for the the life that my my uh, my kid or my kids have yep. this property. But um, w- how quickly or what is the mechanism for discharging that guarantor of that duty? Okay, so, yeah, as you touched on, it is the second question that's asked. Okay, sweet, I'm happy to help. Um, what do you need from me? Uh, the second is, how the hell do I get out of this? So what, it's, you know, the same thing. It's house go up, loan go down. And what we're trying to do in that purchase property that you buy mm-hmm. is we're trying to recuperate that, that 20% so that the house you buy can then stand alone at 80%. And then that puts you into a position where we can discharge the parents and say, thank you so much for you know, the assistance to make this opportunity. Um, but now we can do it ourselves. So using the, the million dollar purchase figure, mm-hmm. um, let's say you, a couple of years go past, you've been you know, not going to pay a rise or whatever. You're just very frugal, diligent, and you're smashing down your loan. You might yeah, own 900. Bit of capital growth. Yeah. So you might own 900 mm-hmm. and then the house might be 1.1. And then we go to look at it and you say, okay, well, 1.1, uh, what are we looking at? 220. So 1.1 less 220. It needs to be 880. Okay, well, you owe 900. It's 880,000. If you desperately wanted to get off, yep. you could and then pay mortgage insurance. But for 20,000, it's like, why don't we wait till we pay off another 10 and it goes up? Mm-hmm. So it's just about a, a timing thing. Property is a game of timing. So it's it's the time in the market for it to go up and also the time where the financial instrument of your loan is doing what it's meant to, which be getting paid off. Okay. So, I mean, that that could be a couple of years, as you said, and if you're making payments, but that also could be if you're, you're buying in a moving market and you're getting, you know, 20% of growth in a year, like Absolutely. think of COVID times or things that doubled in price, you could essentially relieve your parents of that guarantor. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um, starting this business, you know, this is the beginning of my third year. Clients from when I first started, they bought land, um, southwest Sydney area, um, borrowed the entire amount for land and house. Like they're now at the position that's like, hey, once my landscaping's finished, can you value this? Because I'm going to discharge my parents because 
uh, you know, six five fifty build, six fifty land, you know, and it's now worth one point four five. So they're like, thanks, wow. mum and dad. Mm. And then you know, their mum and dad have really had. What did that do? Hand over passports, fill out a form, sign some documents, yeah, so, see a lawyer. So that that's that's probably the only last step is that we've done all these calculations. Mum and dad are, are, are good to go. Um, what is so the discharge went to, to get them off the guarantor once your property re, um, reaches an LVR of eighty percent? But yeah. how do how do they go on the the loan or as a guarantor? It's just as easy as signing a form. Yeah, so they get added on into the actual application process. So um, you've got your applicant and so let's say it's you and a partner or you by yourself, you're the applicant and then you have the guarantor, which might be your, your uncle, your mum, your dad, your grandparents, whatever. So they're on there, they're providing their, you're, pro- you're providing the two properties as security um, and then they're lending against that grouped security. Okay. 20 from your parents, 80 on the one you've purchased. And then once it goes down, obviously, then we can pull, we can let them out with a partial discharge. But from the actual, um, one thing to touch on would be Different banks do it differently, and you know, as blanket as that is, it's what, in my anecdotal kind of experience with it, it comes down to how intrusive some of the banks want to be with the with the guarantors. Some, uh, which I don't really use because again, if, if you've got mum or dad giving you the thumbs up, they probably weren't didn't weren't looking to do anything with their loan. They might. Mm. You know, and have have something have a little bit owing that's just there for a rainy day, a bit in redraw. They don't want to stuff around. They're just happy to coast. So, there's some banks where they will say, "We will guarantor to you. We will let you do the guarantor. We have that instrument in our like in our policy." Mm-hmm. Um, but we want your parents to refinance to us, so it's all at oh, one bank. Yeah, okay. So then the caveat here is that you want to find a bank that does a second mortgage request, so one that will take a second mortgage over your. Uh, parents' property, and they will be second in line if anything yep. were to be paid to out. the bank that the yeah. parents have the original loan. So if, if it's different, let's say you go to Westpac, um, they will during this process uh, have the have the guarantors sign a form that is a second mortgage request, and if they're with CBA, um, for another example, we will send off that form, and what will happen is you get that second mortgage request granted by the original bank to say, that's okay, we, mm-hmm. we've valued it. It's We're number one, we don't care. Yeah, it's yep. worth a million. Our 300 gets paid first and then they don't care. The rest, the other 700 is theirs. So if there's 230 owing to Westpac, that's fine by us. Mm-hmm. But um, there is also some lenders want to get really in depth with the parent's income situations and that yeah you know, i was can, gonna say yeah. do they assess the parents no they don't okay. um so some banks like anz you can get guarantors for whether it's just a security guarantee or whether it's a security and serviceability guarantee um but to keep it kind of you know surface level what we're looking at is going to a bank that isn't intrusive on on the parents um if they're retired there's there's not kind of a bit of mm. circulation of oh we need to them to prove their superannuation it's like listen we don't Ideally, if you go to say, yeah, Westpac and George, using them as an example, ANZ, they as a, just a, just a security guarantee. All they need is um, obviously like a fact find form that um, you, you, we will get to get their information, do our due diligence, do our compliance to get that into the application. But the actual forms they need to provide are just identification in mm-hmm. in the forms of a driver's license, passport, a rates notice to prove that they own the property, um, and if there is a loan on it. Then just a loan statement, a 
that shows what the current balance is. Uh, and then from there, during the process, we go and get a valuation on that property. And that takes us back to where we ascertain, is there enough money in there to be able to have Perfect. them as a guarantee? Okay. Look, um, the idea of this episode, it, we want to be, is there anything else you want to add on, on, on the end of that, that people need to know about being a guarantor and how it all works? Or you think we've covered most? So the one good thing is the banks, um, you know, the way that they govern, they need the guarantor to, you can't really go around and put your parents on a loan without them knowing. Um, <laughs> again, banks will, St. George will send e-documents to the applicants, but they will post hard copy documents to the parents that then need to be witnessed to say that they got independent legal advice by a lawyer or solicitor. Yeah, exactly. Which, um, so I suppose all of that due diligence does get carried out the entire way through the process. And then it's kind of at the point right at the end that you are getting the legal advice that, you know, you should be as informed as possible as a guarantor to know you know, what your, what, what, what the risks are. And yes, there is risks absolutely um, of people say, oh, you know, my kids moved to Guam and hasn't paid his, hasn't paid his loan. But the banks, again, this is very anecdotal because a lot of, um, a lot of the, you know, relationships that I have with uh, bankers, BDMs, people like that within the banks, I've asked out of curiosity, what happens? And so many that have worked there for so long said, I know what happens on paper, but I don't actually know what ha- I've never seen it happen. I've, because the banks will work to say, okay, let's say you, let's say twelve months. They're like, you haven't had repayments. We're coming in. We're foreclosing on the house. Yeah. Chances are it's gone up in value. Yeah. But if it hadn't, then they're not going to. They're not. You know, they don't want to, don't want to end up on bloody a current affair. Yeah. They're they're not real estate <laughs> agents, and they do want to work in the best interest of people. Um, contrary to to popular belief, like they want to. Yep. If you can. Play by their rules. They they rather they are rather accommodating when you are playing by their rules. So, I suppose the idea that your house is going to be sold and it's going to be you know the second instalment of the castle and you've got yeah. the lawyers <laughs> ripping your house off you. Yeah, it's there's a, so many things that have to happen before then. And I suppose where that starts, it's your kid comes to ask you for a guarantor. Mm. You know, you are the person that can screen them. You can say... You know uh, your kid better than Are they yeah. a dickhead? <laughs> like, yes. Okay, well, <laughs> play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, for the most part, the banks will work with the with the parents for, you know, let's say it goes up a bit, there's a bit of cost, they have to sell it. They will try to recuperate as much of what is secured by that house. If there's... If, there might be 30, 40 grand left over. They're not going to sell a house over that. They'll say, okay, what... Let's work out an agreement. Mm. But again, anecdotal. I haven't actually had an example where someone can give me a case study of it happening. Okay. And I've asked. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like the banks don't even. So look, if you're thinking about uh, trying to get one of your parents or trying to convince them to be a guarantor or you're, you're a parent listening to this, this podcast thinking about being a guarantor for one of your kids, I hope we've covered uh, all the details and all the information necessary. Stewie, thanks for coming on. Short, sharp one today, but full of knowledge as usual. If you've got any other further questions regarding mortgage broking or a guarantor in general, reach out to Stewie on Cloud Canyon AU. His details are in the show notes and he's more than happy to be of assistance. Thanks so much, mate. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, man.